We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You knew it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! Woo! I've you guys! And welcome back to another episode of the Bearcast. Yes, we, we are, are here. We are clear. Yeah. We are coming to you not live. And we are back. Yes. It's only been a week, but we are back. Yeah. <laughs> it's we're expected. As Nam says, expect us. Expect us weekly. Pretty much, unless something catastrophic happens. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, it'll probably just be a couple weeks. But yeah, this weekend. Um, I mean, yesterday. Start of baseball season. Mm-hmm. My Angels lost yesterday to due to a fantastic performance by uh, the Cubs pitcher Arietta. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just on fire ever since la- the second half of last year. But yeah, we just could not I'll, hit. I'll be honest. I'm surprised that we can do this podcast with less enmity because both our baseball teams and our football pro football teams are in like constant opposition with each other. <laughs> Simon so A's fan, and yeah. they lost yesterday too. Chris Sale throws the ball very hard, yep. as he's supposed to. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's weird how that goes. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's easy. I try not to take too much stock into it. I think I hate the Rangers more anyway. Yeah, I, then again, that's debatable. I'm still pissed about the Rally Monkeys. <laughs> I have to admit, though, as I got older, I didn't like it. But when I was a kid, like it was. It's just a fun thing. Yeah, to, no, it's just, I can, I get that part. Yeah, but it's just, there comes a point where you just, like, you know, yeah, I, I don't know Fram how to explain I'm a rally monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, the national championship game for men's basketball happened yes. last night. Um, that was one heck of a game. The pinnacle of the crying Jordan meme. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I, I don't think that has to be retired now. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I mean, which ones have you seen? Have out Just the, the one where Michael Jordan at the games looking down at his phone. It's a picture of the crying Jordan on his face, and then comes back to him with the crying Jordan. It, that's the best one. I thought the other two ones I saw was one where it's a picture of him at the game. He has a crying face, and then it zooms in on his Jordan brand logo on his shirt, <laughs> and then on the logo it has a crying Jordan face. Or the one where they photoshopped all the people around. Yeah, him. yeah, that's the that's the I think that's the best one by far. <laughs> That's definitely the best one. 
Um, but <laughs> there were some real, real great ones. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it just happened. It's UNC, and you yeah. know. I was talking to my dad last night about this, and he said it's good to see teams that aren't like the North Carolinas and the Dukes win it. Yeah, because they had this. Uh, they had this stat: LaSalle, which is in Philadelphia, yeah, it won in 1954. Yep. Thirty-one years later, in 1985, Villanova won. Thirty-one years later, Villanova, Villanova wins won. again. And the crazier yeah. part was when Villanova won that first time. They beat UNC for the title. Yeah. Same thing. History. They're also the lowest seed to win an NCAA title at coming yeah. from the number eight. Yeah. The crazier part for me, I think, overall was I saw I saw a tweet about the ticket prices for the yeah, national championship. Seventy five for the lower end. Yeah. It was seventy five for it was forty five to get in down standing. Low. Yeah. To get in just in the stadium and then seventy five to get in the to get lower a seat in the bowl. lower bowl. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's that's good pricing. I mean, that just tells you, I mean, if there was a Kentucky or a Duke or a, um, I don't know, let's say Kansas or a... To be honest, if there were any, like, dark horse team, like, say, uh, let's say, like, a Moorhead State yeah, or something like that, just yeah. someone who would come out of nowhere, yeah. or, like, uh, may a VCU in years past. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, Wichita State. Yeah, that type. or, um, God, I gotta think of a creative one here. <laughs> Like, my uh, personal favorite as a 12 seed as a kid, the Southern Illinois Salukis. <laughs> I picked them so many times to win that from in that 5-12 game as a kid, and they came through almost every time. <laughs> I, it's, it's weird knowing that a national championship game was that, that cheap, I guess, yeah. and that accessible to anyone that wanted to go and watch. Yeah, in the year where we've seen $3,000 tickets for the Super Bowl exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's it's nice, and it was a good game too. It was a really they good had, game. It was a freaking barn burner. It was a great national championship game. The best finish to anything I've uh, seen in a while. I mean, I tweeted this out, but it was it. I say it's the best five seconds of any college sports this season. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> the only the only the only game I think that would come par to that is that Michigan Michigan State game yeah, with that, the with the fumble punt and. The return game all the way back. I feel um, like this one's even better just because of it's not somebody's mistake. It's just great play. And just the, I mean, okay, so let's, let me ask you this. What was the better three? Was it Marcus Page or was it Chris Jenkins? Page's three was better, but Jenkins it, it had the last more, shot. Yeah, yeah. But if, Obviously, you, were, but but if you were to just take, take just the three. A I'd, double clutch three is much, <laughs> double clutch three where it looks like you're kind of shot putting it from the side too, opposed to you get it in rhythm. Yeah. You may be three or four feet back from the line, but still in rhythm jump shot. Yeah. I mean, but I'll play the other side. That Chris Jenkins three, that was a deep three. Yes. It that was, was, that was Steph Curry range. Yeah. That three. was NBA range yeah. in general. I mean, um, Archie Diacono, I I know how to say his last name now. Archie Diacono, you know, drives or it looks like he's about to take the shot off the screen, but then he does like a little dump pass off to Chris Jenkins. Mm-hmm. No one's guarding him, and all of a sudden he just rises up and drains that three, and time expires. And it's, I mean, for me personally, I was when I was watching the game, I kind of a, a little bit maybe maybe it's just the cynic in me, but kind of wanted it his shot to not count. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted to see what it would have happened with all the confetti and everything on the floor, like how, how do you, you like you got to go to overtime? But how do you? How, how much you time have the you mob kids <laughs> get that up, and it takes a freaking eternity. Oh man! I mean, 
whoever whoever the guy who hits the button for the confetti to fall must have been breathing a huge sigh of relief because I mean he timed it perfectly as the shot went in and the time expired and then the Villanova bench runches out he clicked that button and it just started falling. But if the refs had went back and looked at it, mm-hmm. which they did, but they realized, you know, it was, yeah, it was, it clear. was, it was off in plenty yeah. of time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just imagine the the guy who's pressing the button. If if that shot didn't go off in time, yeah. oh my lord, someone would be oh, someone's in trouble. Someone's gonna lose their job. Uh, but the, it reminded me a little of the uh, last year when the Thunder played the Warriors when Westbrook hit a three to uh-huh. close it out. And then they're up by one, and then the Warriors get the inbound to Iguodala, and he hits a fadeaway to end it. But this was just, stakes are higher, and I think it was a more difficult shot on both counts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that pretty much was the highlight of the weekend. I don't, yeah. There wasn't much else. I mean, there was WrestleMania, on. but... It, it seemed, from what I gathered uh, from you and from Nam, it, it did not seem It was like a, a disappointment. Yeah, that's what I... Just the choices that were made in the story were... Poor, and when you use the uh, younger guys to make the older guys seem more important, even though the older guys aren't going to be there tomorrow, it kind of puts a damper on the whole thing. Like it, it was cool seeing all the guys back, like seeing Stone Cold back. Like, I love me a Stone Cold stunner. Yeah, I, he's seeing Mick Foley. That was pretty cool. Top five of wrestlers of all time, without a doubt. Like I think he's third behind Shawn Michaels and Daniel Bryan, in my opinion, but. And then um, that's all personal. Yeah, seeing Shaq on there too. Yeah, Shaq was at a left field. To mix your sports metaphors here, yeah, that was very, very interesting. I mean, the guy that they did have win the battle royale there was a former uh, left tackle for Arizona Cardinals. He was a practice squad guy, but I don't remember what his real name is, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) But he, he was like a practice squad guy who they converted into a wrestler, and he's pretty good. Now so, he's pretty good. Yeah. What, I mean, what is it with these uh, college and pro football players that become wrestlers tend to be pretty good? Yeah. I mean, for I mean, Stone Cold was a college football player. Yep. Goldberg was a pro football player. Yep. Stuff like that. Yep. Okay. So here, we're going to transition real quick. We were talking about this before the show. And we were talking about Zach Klein and just who's going to win the quarterbacking job. Yep. And we were talking about how a camera got blasted the other day. So if you don't know what we're talking about, I was at practice yesterday. Uh, They were running uh, just basic, uh, just one-on-ones between the wide receivers and the DBs and the QBs were throwing. Zach Klein comes up. They have a designated camera for the QBs. It's on like a really, really high tripod Mm-hmm. And one guy um, who's the cameraman would basically plant it next to the QB, whichever side they throw it from, and um, would start the camera and then end it when after the pass was made. I think it's just for the coach and the QBs to go over later, um, going over throwing form and how they move their feet, so on and so forth. Besides the point. Um, <laughs> Klein comes up, steps up. He sees the pressure coming from his left, so he, he, uh, he shifts to the right. Great pocket presence, mm-hmm. great awareness. <laughs> throws the ball. And then all of a sudden, the ball, I mean, I'm sitting in the stands. I just see the ball out of his hands, and then all of a sudden, it just hit the ground. <laughs> and you see Klein with both hands in the air. And then I'm, you look carefully, and that tripod that had the cameras on the ground. So he Thick. threw, 
it hit it hit the camera and both things hit the ground and that's I, the end of the play. I have reports that the camera is okay. It's <laughs> a virtual reality camera that they put in front of the quarterback during seven on seven. It's one of the three sixty cameras that so you can get it. I'm like, assuming yeah. it's the technology that they kinda like heralded at Stanford last year. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of thing. I'm just waiting to hear back here. Yeah. But that's, the camera's okay. They, he said 99% <laughs> of the time it's fine, but he got it this one time. So, Oh, hey, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but moving on to football talk. Yeah, football, uh, football talk. What we're here for, yep. probably. Kind of, maybe. Um, Sometimes. Yeah. Our first order of business, a Demetrius Robertson update. Bum, bum, bum. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. We can't do anything. Short of flying to Georgia and showing up on his doorstep with a boombox. Uh, man, what's the song? In Your Eyes. Yeah. Peter Gabriel. That's true. Light or, the Heat. Or pull off the whole Love Actually sequence with the with the uh, choir going in the background off a of tape. Well, that didn't flackers. work, though. She came out and kissed him. That, that, yeah, but that's but you, you're, you're it's still gonna, unrequited. That's true. That's true. Because you're not going to steal away your best friend's wife. No, you're not. <laughs> so it that's the sad one. You don't do that one. That one doesn't work. That means he's going to Notre Dame. Oh damn it! In your eyes means he's going to Cal. God damn it! <laughs> we'll get John Cusack on the phone. We'll head over there. He probably likes us enough. Probably. Yeah. Probably doesn't know us enough either. <laughs> well, We'll get like Chris Pine or John Cho. John Cho. <laughs> William oh. Hung. I just saw an article about William Hung. Hell, today. we could get Bill Clinton. Had him in the Cal Gear the other day. Oh, he loves Cal Gear, yeah. apparently. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure I know how they got him in that. <laughs> so, one of Marshawn's uh, friends is uh, the uh, player liaison for Cal's football team. So, they get it through that way. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, it's a good time. They're. Good people. Uh, but on to more football news, a uh, four-star receiver has just committed to Cal. Uh, 2017 wide receiver Tariq Johnson uh, from Buena Park, California, which, by the way, went to the same high school as a current it's, Cal uh, player, Jalen, Jalen Hawkins. Hawkins. Yes. And Jalen Hawkins has a relative that's playing there right now, Jeremiah Hawkins, yes. who We're Cal is after. So, so hey, who knows? I can also say that Buena Park means good park in Spanish. <laughs> But that's <laughs> um, just to give you some of his stats, he's a six four uh, wide receiver, uh, two hundred and ten pounds. He's the forty ninth overall wide receiver in the twenty seventeen class. Twenty seventeen. He is the thirty sixth overall prospect in the state of California. That's pretty solid, from what I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching his tape. Uh, I was talking to Trace about this before the show started, um, and the the tape. I don't know. Some of his comp- it's from his junior year. He only played eight games, uh, but some of the competition the DBs he's playing against aren't up to quite up to size or you know just talent level against him. Uh, but some of the intangible things that I noticed from the tape was one, his tracking ability of the ball is second to none. Um, he tracks the ball over both shoulders really well, um, and he's one of those guys that tracks the ball with his eyes constantly. Does not need to see the ball get to his hands. He's still. Looking, at, He just follows the ball all the way through and knows where to place his hands before the ball even goes over his head into, you know, into view. Um, so, and he's, 
you know, he's a, he's a, I don't, I wouldn't say he's a crisp route runner mm-hmm. um, from some of the routes he's run, but that can be improved. That that's can definitely be improved. Practice, but, but he does get separation really well. And that's, that's, that's the what big you one. need. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where he fits into this. Um, I, I could but, see him playing on the inside, just mm-hmm. big guy, big presence. Steven Anderson 2.0. Steven Anderson, at least 2.0. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah uh, that's, that's it for that. Um, well, we have some questions about football, but we'll go over that with uh, at the end of the show when we're going over questions from fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but on to more f- football? No, there is no more football talk. We don't have anything else to talk uh, about. When we talk through the questions, we'll We'll talk answer about a lot it. more. Uh, but on to basketball. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, we have two pieces of good news. Um, we'll talk about the first one is uh, grad transfer potentials. The first one is a player from the College of Charleston. His name, son of a Bay Area legend. Yep, his name is Canyon Barry. Yeah, I'm hope, pretty sure you can tell who his dad is. I hope he's he plays like his dad, but is nothing like his dad in personality. <laughs> As there's a long list of stories saying that Rick Barry's a massive um, mean person. Can I say prick? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can uh, censor it if yeah, if it's need not. be. But um, no, he's uh, he's listed by ESPN as number two on their list of available transfers. Mm-hmm. He's six six, averaged nineteen point seven points per game last year. Yeah, he's very high on Cal. I mean, yeah. Apparently, I, he wants to be an engineer. He uh, plans to earn a master's in nuclear engineering, mechanical engineering, or physics. What better place to come to? Yeah, there is no better place. We made the freaking nuclear bomb. <laughs> Hello, Lawrence Labs. He has a 4.0 from the College of Charleston, which I'm pretty sure has a decent academic reputation. I don't really know. I don't either. But he scored 30 points three times before getting injured. He only played half a season, really. Yeah. If that. Less than half, I would say. He played all their non-conference games. Yeah. I mean, Trace and I were looking at his stats uh, before, and he played against two common opponents that we played against, with Davidson and East Carolina. Um, and he dropped uh, 31 on Davidson, 12 of 25 from the field. That's 48%. Yeah. And 3 of 8 from 3. Um, and 4 of 4 from the free throw line with 6 rebounds. So he shoots like his dad. He doesn't pass like his dad because mm-hmm. his assist numbers are low. And I hope he has, hope Rick gets him on the phone. It's like, pass the damn ball, dude. Yeah. But I, I wonder, I, I mean, I didn't watch enough College of Charleston, but if he's the number two grad transfer i'm assuming he is their best player yeah he's their scorer yeah he is their guy so i would assume that's probably why his assist numbers aren't as high granted he's averaged pretty much about two assists a game which Mm -hmm. isn't which isn't that bad um yeah but uh he's uh shooting a welcome 84.5 percent from the free throw line yep uh he shot against (laughs) east carolina he dropped 27 points 13 of 14 from the free throw line two of six from three and six of 14 from the field not great on the shooting, but free throws are great. That's great. And so. the, the coolest part about this is he shoots underhanded like his dad from the free throw line. Uh, he's going to get so much grief. <laughs> no, yeah. If he comes here and we're on the road. Uh, he's oh. going to get, like, dumped on. But at the same time, I mean, our fans are going to love it yeah. when you see it. And he's, I mean, you can't get mad. You, you could heckle him all you want. But if he gets to the free throw line 14 times and makes 13 out of 14 shooting in that form, yeah. you can't heckle I'll him anymore. do whatever the hell you want. 
uh, as far as other grad transfers that we're looking at, we're looking at uh, Columbia's Grant Mullins, yep. Tulane forward Dylan Osetkowski, and Arkansas point guard James Witt. Yep. I've, I've heard more about Witt than anyone else. Witt is that. someone that Conza uh, was high on um, in going into that class. It was mm-hmm. one of the point guards he wanted, but he committed to Arkansas pretty early in the process. Yeah. So we we he had an offer from us, but he just it just went away Didn't really quickly. Um, if we do get him and he sits a year, I mean, we'll have Don Coleman who comes in as a junior junior college transfer. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens to Tyson Jolly? Uh, yeah. It's still up in the air. But, I mean, you have a good, steady, you know, two-year overlay of, of every every point guard. So yeah. Sam stays one year, but you have an overlap year with Don Coleman, who will probably play the backup point guard. Mm-hmm. The following year, Jimmy Witt is now. If he does come, then that's when he's eligible. Don Coleman will probably be the starter at that point. <laughs> and you have three years of Jimmy Witt behind him. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's, that sounds pretty good to me. Plus, I think Witt can play a bit of combo guard. Mm-hmm. I think he can, too. Having two point guards out there, as we're seeing with uh, my favorite Warriors lineup, is when they have Steph and Sean Livingston out yeah. there at the same time. It, I I kind of hope it's like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the shooting's never going to be that good. but I mean, the best passer on our team is, is Sam Singer, and I'm yeah. sure any of those point guards can learn a thing or two in terms of court vision and passing from yeah. Sam. He's, I think he's second to and, none on our team at and least. And Bird. Bird, yeah. I think, is second best of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some Ivan Rabb and Jalen Brown news. Yeah, they're, um, they're doing the things a college kid should. Yeah, he, they're attending class, they're attending practice, and they're playing beach volleyball with the team as a yeah. uh, workout. Yeah, Cam Rooks, hell of a beach volleyball player. There's an asterisk on there. If you watch the video carefully, he does pretty much bring down the net. So, so. that's what I did when I played <laughs> volleyball. I never claimed to be a great volleyball player, but I can hit the ball down, and okay. that's all you need to do <laughs> when you're not playing it for like competitively. I mean, I'm looking at that going, it doesn't seem like draft is on their mind at all. Oh, I'm cut. I mean, the deadline's in three weeks, I believe. The 25th of April. 25th. I, 25th or 24th of April, I believe. One of the two, and it's... It's fast approaching, and I'm hoping that they're just saying, hey, let's enjoy college while we can yeah. and stay for one more year. Or yeah. if Conzo got him to say, hey, I want two years out of you guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I doubt he did, but... I'm looking at this going... I haven't tweeted out, like, the following Monday after they, you know, they got bumped out of the tournament and then it was spring break. Uh-huh. He tweets out, you know, back to the grind, back to the school grind or something like that, you know, focusing on schoolwork, so on and so forth. That doesn't seem like a guy who's even remotely worried about entering the draft. It would help that his mom's nearby and she, I don't know her at all, but if she's anything like a lot of moms, she would threaten to beat the crap out of him in case he didn't want to stay in school for another year. Yeah. I mean... I mean, there's arguments to be made about, hey, you want to play against the best, and that's how you get better, and going to the NBA for that reason. But you also want to be prepped enough that you can succeed when you get to that next level. And honestly, I think both of those guys are more than emotionally mature enough. Yeah. I think they could handle it. They've been these ballyhooed prospects for a long time now, and 
they can live they know they can live up to that but it's just a matter of do they want to yeah right i mean the two sides of the argument they know how good they are yeah the two sides of the argument is why would you pass up millions and then also you don't know what's going to happen next year you could get injured yeah. your draft stock could fall like you there's no I, but I think the two guys, at least from you know the press conferences and things that we've been to and mm-hmm. we've heard these guys talk at, I feel like they, they have enough confidence in themselves that, hey, the NBA is going to be the NBA. It's going to be there. We're going to play in the NBA yeah. regardless of at one we point. We are really good at yeah. basketball. Yeah, we will be in the NBA. It doesn't, it's just a matter of when. Yeah. So I think... I think that's what it is for them. It's they're not worried about oh, is my draft stock going to drop two, three spots? Am I going to make, you know, instead of the what is it like the three or four million you make as a as like a top two pick or something mm-hmm. like that? I'm only going to make, you know, one or one point five. You know, yeah. and it's I think it's five or six as yeah. the top pick. Yeah, as the top pick. Um, I forget what the scale is. Yeah, it, it starts. It, yeah, um, but that I think that's that's there. I think. That's just my personal thought on what they're thinking is, you know, and I don't, I mean, judging, just judging from their family and everything alone Mm -hmm. um, and just how they hold themselves. It's, it's not like a Ben McLemore situation. No. Um, I remember if you remember the story as well, the reason Ben McLemore just jumped to the NBA straight out of one year of Kansas was because his family was living in poverty at that point. And there was just, he needed he just needed to make money for his family. I mean, yeah. if you've read the story, I mean, it's 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 insane. They they lived out of a car, him and his sister and his mom. Oh boy! And um, you oh, know, nice. he got the opportunity to play basketball at Kansas, and his stock stock uh, stock skyrocketed that year, mm-hmm. and he was a top ten pick, you know, to, mm-hmm. to Sacramento. And so there just comes a point where you need to just make the money to be the to make you ends meet. Provide you got to provide with the family for with the God given talent you have. I don't blame anyone for choosing to do that. No, That's definitely the, not. The one of the most noble things you can do. Yeah, but but I, I mean, think these guys have the option to stick around mm-hmm. and explore a little. Then I mean, there's a whole ethical can of worms we could open up about. Hey, some players have the ability to do this, some don't. Yeah. But well, that's not the point uh, we're trying to argue here. That's not the point we're trying to argue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I just think they're really just. Well, you know what it boils down to? They love being at Cal. Yeah. Like they just love being college. It's a students. nice place. It's pretty sunny today. I mean, the weather over the past like week has been outstanding. Yeah, here. I want it to rain again, but <laughs> that's a whole different thing. It was. It was in the low seventies here today. Yeah, apparently. It's a- Apparently supposed to hit like mid seventies and eighties and nineties inland tomorrow, which I'm afraid of. But but we're not heading anywhere inland anywhere. No, we luckily we have been blessed to live by water, (laughs) which definitely helps. Water is a very nice thing. (laughs) That's why I stayed near water for school. Um, Yeah, but if you guys don't know what we're talking about in terms of the volleyball, beach volleyball thing, uh, check out Coach Nicodemus's uh, Twitter account. He put up a vine of them playing um, Mm -hmm. beach volleyball, and it was was pretty on point. I mean, it was was pretty cool. They were having fun. They were laughing, um, and it's just a team You have to see Cam Rooks dominate. He beat Jalen Brown. That's what happens. Well, he... Again, he just kind of held his arms up. That's what you're supposed to do when you're blocking. Speaking of, I believe the sand volleyball team has a game tonight on Pac-12 Network. They do. Led by former Cal grad and former fellow Redwood High School graduate, Megan Schmidt. Oh, Megan Schmidt is the coach? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I looked it up earlier. 
I remember her being a volleyball player when I was at Cal. Yes, she was on the uh, Final Four squad. Exactly. She is the older sister of one of my classmates. Yeah, she was part of... she Middle school on up. I mean, that squad by uh, Coach Feller was just... Yeah. Those were pretty amazing. Like Carly Lloyd as the the All-Pac-10 setter. Coach Feller is is an excellent man to talk to. Mm -hmm. Just, I believe... No, wait, he wasn't the one who was the engineer. That was the swimming coach. But... He was very interesting to talk to. I will say that. Um, and that wraps up our basketball talk. Yeah, we <laughs> don't have... On- Honestly. Yeah, everything's done right now. Yeah. Um, this next couple of weeks are going to be really boring. I mean, after spring game, I think we'll have a lot more to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we'll both go to the spring game. That's exactly, that too. And and a special guest has provided that he would come to the show after uh, the spring game. Oh, boy. By the man of Eugene Chu. Oh, we'll finally get him on here. I know. It's been... I think literally months. Yeah, we've tried to get this man on this show. Well, I'll bring the stick to <laughs> try and get him in here, keep him in here. Um, after basketball, we'll head on to some bas- uh, baseball talk. Cal is now up in the rankings. We were tw- uh, number twenty last week, but after sweeping number three Oregon State, um, Cal is now number back to number thirteen in the country. We are eighteen and six overall, seven and two in the Pac twelve. We have not lost. Since at USC, yeah, which was uh, it's March nineteenth, win streak. Yep, March nineteenth, I believe. Um, and so the four games we played last week, we beat USF and then we swept UCLA. We beat USF seven to five, but we swept UCLA by the scores of nine to one, eight to two, and five to three. Mm-hmm. Other than that last one, I'd say those two were blowouts. Uh, and this, I don't know what it is about this team. This team is just. I mean, I, they've gotten so much better. Their synergy, syn- synergy. Let's skip the buzzwords. They're <laughs> they're playing very well together. They're everyone's contributing on some level. Like uh, Farney hit two home runs the other yeah. night, right? Uh, but and, the MVP so far, Mister Cumberland. Yeah, oh, Cumberland. Oh my lord! <laughs> Cousin of Timberland, Cumberland. So, oh, I mean, hitting the, things out of the yard. He's. The guy is having a monstrous year with the bat. Yeah, and he's only a sophomore, so we get him for one more year after this, which is amazing. I could see him being a first-round pick if he keeps this up. Yep, yep, I could definitely see that happening too. I mean, we've got a we've got a pool of MLB talent. Yeah. Um, on our squad, so Dalton heading that up. Yep. I could see Ryan Mason going. I could see him something. being a mid to late rounder, just someone taking yeah. a gamble on him. I mean, granted, he's a four-year starter, but I could see a Pearson yep. being someone that. People take a gamble on Eric Martinez Nap. right now. Martinez as a closer is looking pretty good Maybe, as a prospect. I mean, these guys are getting attention because Cal's ranked, and hopefully, someone takes a look at El Gaucho. Please do, please, just for the mustache alone. Please, just man. for the mustache, just to keep him on your in your dugout. Like, just have that token mustache guy. Yeah, and in- I mean, we're seeing more people coming out of Cal now with yeah. uh, like guys like Mark Canha, Tyson Ross, yeah, Mark uh, Marcus Simeon, Marcus Simeon, yeah, Alan Craig, Alan Craig, that's a big one. Yeah, Alan Craig's a big one. Um, let's see, uh, Brennan Morrow is still around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just um, all these guys, and it's going to be added to after this. Yeah, just great. I love it's it. It's great for the program, a program that six years ago was threatened with being shut down. The only way we had that season was because of donations, too. Yeah, I mean that was inc- that was an incredible. Uh, Stu Gordon and all those people just yep. bringing it back. 
they wanted it to stay and it worked and now we're ranked and now we're unstoppable pretty much. You can get your conspiracy theory going on that one. <laughs> the only thing I'm worried about this team is I just hope because baseball is really, I mean, all about momentum, right? Yeah. And momentum just, and a healthy amount of luck. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that this team isn't gaining too much momentum like this midseason. Because we yeah. need the momentum to come when we're headed to, to the, the regionals. Series. Exactly. Going through that. Yeah. I mean, barring a complete meltdown, I'm pretty sure we're we're in the College World Series at this point. I think we can make it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... That'll be an interesting thing to see uh, going forward. But once again, we say this every week. If you have the chance to make it out to Evans Diamond, please do. They're playing tonight against Stanford. They do. They do play tonight. Um, and I hope I hope we destroy them. Yeah. No, I hate those guys so yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a silly little point here since we're talking about a Stanford game. Uh, so my church, I'm a, I'm a children's ministry teacher. I teach the kids and... We made an announcement last week saying, uh, we're thinking about going on a field trip. We take the kids on a field trip every year on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And last year we went to the zoo, and this year we were asking kids. Um, this year we kind of wanted to give the option to the kids. Granted, it's from kindergarten all the way up to sixth grade. But we said, what do you guys want to do? What did the kids raise his hand? And a little boy, and we, we asked him what he wanted to do. He said, can we go see Stanford football? <laughs> and Hell no. <laughs> granted, granted. Big. Granted, no. some of the parents are from Stanford. I'll give them that. And some of them live in the Palo Alto area. Granted, my church is out in Daly City, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of East Bay plus Peninsula people that live there. Mm-hmm. But I just, <laughs> I was standing there. I would have kicked them. <laughs> this is, that's probably why I don't go to your church. But. <laughs> the funnier part was um, all the teachers just looked at me. Because, <laughs> of course, and I, I just shook my head and I said, we're not doing that. <laughs> We're not. Jesus preached kindness and compassion, <laughs> but he also preached that you're wrong and shut up. Oh, uh, that was I, that was just a, it was a funny moment. Just everyone just looking at me, just uh, and I'm like, nope, we're not that's, doing it. That's when you give me uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen speech <laughs> from Paul Fish, um, which I've read through. It is not like that. It's at all. not at all. It's not at all. No. I mean, there's some words that are the same words, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's probably because you just, it's Samuel L. Jackson saying it. Path of the righteous man. <laughs> it's beset on all sides by uh, the inequities of the selfish and the foolish, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Something along those lines. I, I actually used to have that on my uh, wristband when I played football in high school, just as like something to pump you up and. Not. It's a per, it's a pretty good pump up. Yeah. Just a little speech. You can yeah. read to yourself to get yourself pumped and up. And then I wrote a very sarcastic paper about that in my English class. Oh, uh, um, that that sums up. That's some baseball, but we should go to questions right yeah, now. That sums up everything we had planned. The this this now is now we're playing with house money. Yeah, uh, it's just questions that people have asked us. So. Let's see. Should we let's try to break this up into into sports at the very least. Should we start with football? Um, sure. Why not? Um, Adams gave us a lot of questions. Yeah, Adams. Uh, Adams's first question: uh, Brandon Singleton, next bona fide star receiver. Um, I could see that. I mean, he's going to be an outside receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he has the size. He has the speed. 
Do I dare say he's our next Deshaun Jackson? Um, I wouldn't go that far. I think he's going to be a Lavelle Hawkins type guy. Okay. Just can catch everything. But faster. Faster, faster, obviously. I mean, I love the Hawk. He was... One of the best. Very funny guy to hang around. Mm -hmm. He can be better than that, I think. I... Honestly, I I still think Kanawai is the next real star in my mind. Yeah. Because from his film, he's so fluid and smooth, stuff like that. I think he's the next one, but Singleton is definitely in that like top three that can yeah. be breakout stars. I mean, in terms of that, I mean, I was look uh, Ryan Gorsey and I um, yesterday. We were just talking while sitting in the stands, and we thought about the two deep or like the two and a half deep in terms of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And you look at from the top, like, who are our most likely starters is VC, Hanson, Austin, Stovall, Duncan. Like, out of those guys, you'll most likely have your starters. Yeah. Then that second group right underneath, which includes guys like Vic Wharton, Bankhead, um, kind of Ainoa, uh, Brandon Singleton. I think Ray Hudson has and, to be it, in there yeah, Ray Hudson. Yeah, Ray Hudson definitely is in there as well. Um, but, I mean, that's just, that's just our thought process, right? And but what we're saying is that first group and second group, in terms of snap disparity, is not going to be that big. No, you're not going to have can that rotate as many guys. Exactly, as you you're want. not going to have that first group playing. You know, just this is a this is just a random number, but let's say 50 snaps compared to the the well, under group. Well, if our offense moves as fast as it used to, <laughs> they could easily see 50 snaps. Yeah. But you're not going to have the the first group of guys play 50 snaps and the group underneath only play like three or four. Like that's the disparity is going to be maybe like 26 to 24. I think that that's it's going to be a pretty small disparity between the two. Offensively, I think we run about maybe actually it would be pass plays now that or no they're on the field. What am I thinking? Just all plays. Yeah, all plays. So I think we run in the 80s to 90s yeah. in your average game. So you'll see more guys getting rotated. Yeah. I think you will see a few guys getting 50, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it'll be like 30, 30, 20 for some. Because you'll, we don't have a true number one guy. We don't. and that's, Or set of four number one guys like we had last year. Yeah. I mean, that's the knock that they've given on our wide receivers in terms of just scouting them for this upcoming draft as well, right? Is yeah. that... Not one guy is going to be like the the Alabama Julio Jones. Like they're not going to get yeah. over one hundred fifty, one hundred twenty receptions mm-hmm. going over a hundred. There's no Amari like twelve hundred. Yeah, there's just we don't we don't have an offense like that. The we don't do that. Around. But in any one game, any guy can be the number one guy, exactly. and that's what made it hard to game plan against something like that. If if this works out, if this if this is a little sidetrack of the main question, but if this works out in terms of that too deep of wide receivers all mm-hmm. being. I don't know, um, being a part of the team and helping and being, you know, contributors, then that's even a, that's even harder for any team to game plan for. Like realistically, as long as we have a guy who can throw it to him. Yep. Which is the next question. Actually, let's talk about another question that Adams gave us, uh, is how big an issue is it if DeMarie has to miss significant time this year? So for those of you that do not know, um, yesterday towards the end of practice, uh, DeMarie Drew went down. Uh, from what I saw, uh, he he was writhing in pain on the floor. Um, and I heard May hyperextended it or something. So they, they, they helped him up, and he was supported on both sides by coaches. He had all his weight on his right foot, so he couldn't put any weight on his left leg. Um, and then he tried to good. walk 
and he couldn't, so they just put him down on the floor, and the cart came out, and they carted him off. I don't think that's a ligament tear, then. No, I don't think so either, but... Because um, you can walk on a ligament tear. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those where he's... It's either hyperextended or like a twisted knee. Or he dislocated it or something. Like oh, dis- dislocated God, a kneecap. Makes my knees hurt just but to I would, think about these but things. I would, but I would, I would feel like if he dislocated his kneecap, he, there would be a lot more vocal sounds of pain. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't as as much of that. I mean, he um, probably has a pretty high pain tolerance. Maybe that too. Um, but Coach Dykes yesterday in the post uh, game or post practice interview has said he just knows as much as we do. He doesn't know anything. He's probably going to get tested. But what's your take? If he does miss significant time this year, let's say he misses the first six games of the season. He on I think he's an anchor yeah. at that safety position. I think he's he's got he was going to be the brains of the defense for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he, when he went out last year, our defense stuff suffered a bit. Yeah, and when him he, and Steph McClure both were out, it was that it was, was bad a disaster. But with him out, I think maybe we can recover a little bit. Like Vanderbilt has been stepping up recently. Mm-hmm. Allensworth is rock solid. Cam Walker, Cam Walker is going to be solid. Trey Turner, you know, Evan all Rambo, those people. Rambo, Malik Sams. all these guys that we've gotten in the last two years, you could list them off very literally. So I think in terms it's going to be a drop-off. I will say that. In but terms of depth, though, I don't think it's as, as big of an issue as it was in years yes, past. it's nowhere near as bad as it, it has been. Uh-huh. But in terms of just experience and having your starter go down and then having a, a junior or a sophomore having to step in and play that role, mm-hmm. that's a different story. Yeah, um, I agree. But, I mean, so who, who would you put at this is the two safeties? Honestly, I think um, probably Vanderbilt at one of them because I think he's won the other other job. Yeah. And then, honestly, I don't know. I haven't been to enough spring practice. I'd say maybe just Rambo. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, but for me, if it weren't for the red shirt, I think Griffin Pyatt would probably be in that yeah. spot. Um, so I mean, even if Demaria goes down, having Pyatt, who was our leading. Uh, Pass interceptor uh, two years ago, and he was pretty good last year too. Before he went down, mm-hmm. um, I think it's not a it, it's a, still a drop off, uh, but he still yeah, has the Pyatt, talent level to, to play. Solid. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll go one more question that we got. I forget who sent it in, but just um, about who it is from uh, James Kim uh, on Twitter. If uh, Forrest is still the front runner, in your opinion, is Chase still the front runner? We're not sure right now. Uh, we're not. We're not. But We've seen some excellent work from Klein and Bowers. Mm-hmm. They've put themselves into a three-man race, yep. which honestly was unexpected. I didn't expect Klein to be as good as he is, and I did not expect Bowers at this point for whatever reason. I figured Forrest would have progressed enough by now, mm-hmm. but that's not the case, as it seems. I'd it's, love to see Klein win it. Yeah, it's not so much that... Maybe this is just semantics, but it's not so much that Forrest isn't the front runner anymore as more that Bowers and and uh, Klein. Klein have put their names in the race. They've worked their way back. Yeah, in. like to equal playing field. I don't. I, I think if you were to just if the season were to start tomorrow, you play Forrest. I don't think there's a there's any question about that. Mm-hmm. But 
who some of these guys might give you the best opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. And that You've might be someone else. Yeah. I mean, I hate playing the star the star game, you know, in terms of recruiting. Yeah. But if you if you were to just base it off of that, you have Klein, who is a four-star dual-threat quarterback mm-hmm. coming out of Danville, California. Chase Forrest, only a two-star um, quarterback coming from modern day. And then you had another, uh, I think Ross was a three? He was three. I yeah. think Gilliam was four. Gilliam and, was a four. And Virmanis was a three-star. Yep, yep. And, of course, Rubenzer is... He was, was also a four-star, four star, actually. Yeah, he was a four-star And uh, he holds most of Arizona's state records. Exactly. Um, so if we were to look at it that way, I mean, right now it's it's anyone's game. Because um, there's every, every single player of those has like a little footnote or a little asterisk mm-hmm. of why they should be the quarterback versus why they shouldn't be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's just my take on it right now is that it's a three-horse race and they're they're all in it. It's yeah. just there's no one has. I'm not saying that no one separated themselves, but everyone. If one guy excels a little bit, then the other two guys catch up. Yeah. No one's it's se- a rubber banding. Yeah. It, yeah. No one's separating themselves enough, and the other guys that are in the competition aren't letting anyone else separate them. So. That's exactly what you do and don't want. <laughs> yeah. As a court, as a coach, that must be a headache. Yeah. But also as a coach, you must love it. Be like, oh, hey, yeah, this everyone's works. everyone's pushing one another to get better. Which, which, by the way, on that quarterback note, we have some new equipment for the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, gone are the trash can days of Tony Franklin, and we well, actually, the trash cans are still there. So yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, but we don't use the trash cans to do the fade throwing drill anymore. Yeah. Um, it's like a little big uh, net ball type hoop mm-hmm. um, that they have there, and then also he has like this big, big giant. Um, like a target net thing for the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's just a net with uh, three holes that have a little, you know, net attached to it so you can throw into uh-huh. it. And that's what he, that's the two things that he works with when uh, Coach Spav is with the QB. So good. New equipment. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's very nice. Um, on to some basketball questions. Uh, let's start with the women's basketball. Is women's basketball a legit Pac 12 contender next year with improved depth? Well, we we did talk about this before the deal. We talked about uh, Sabrina INSQ or INSQ or however. We're not sure how to pronounce anything. <laughs> we'll know if she comes. If she comes, we'll figure it out. If she doesn't, then we won't care. <laughs> but if she comes, she is a dominant force as far as women's basketball goes, and that would be wonderful. I could see us going and getting us a national championship. Yeah. So long as UConn falls off a cliff. But at this current juncture with what we have now and what we're bringing in next year. I'd say we're at least fighting for the Pac-12 yeah, title. I feel like the improvement in depth and just having everybody around, the strength of the coaching, you have the national freshman of the year in Christina Nigwe. Chen, Chen the... Chen the, Yui. Yeah, Who's she that? will probably play next She'll year. She'll play. She's 6'7". That's, six, seven, that's so added depth in the front court. That's one of the tallest women that you'll find in the game. So Panina Davidson won't be as gassed anymore being the only backup big on the team. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Basketball, as you and I know, is the sport where one person can make the most difference. You're, yes. You're not going to get as much of a difference in football, baseball, hockey, soccer, you name it. Yeah. Those are more team-oriented games. But one player can take over a basketball game. Yeah. 
and we have someone who can take it over in Christina Nigway. So, and if you get INSQ, you can have two people who can take over a basketball game. And if you have at least one person, you're a threat no matter what you do. So that I, and we, when you have the depth to make it up, you have me become even more of a threat. I dare so I could see. I dare say if we do get INSQ, it's very reminiscent of the Owen Lakers. It's a very that combo between Anigwe and Inescu would be very very Shaq and Kobe esque. <laughs> uh, not not the off the court. I hope the not the off not the, the court, off the court because that could be real bad. No. But the on the court, yeah. that could be scary. That could be really Let's scary. See some alley oops against the University of Portland. Anigwe <laughs> on a fast break. Inescu to Anigwe. <laughs> For the two-handed slam. Which, by the way, Anigwe can dunk. Yeah. So we're not... This is not far-fetched. No. No. <laughs> Good Good her. Granted, I, she, I can't dunk. <laughs> granted, she probably can't get the alley-oop, but... No. A fast break where Ionescu grabs the rebound, Christina Negri runs the floor, she heaves a like a 40-yard pass like Jared Goff down, <laughs> yeah. down the court to, to Anigwe. The most fate special, as I've come to call it. <laughs> oh. They need to do the whole, like... Uh, cheerleader boost to get her the alley <laughs> I mean I don't know just yeah. watching a lot of wrestling recently <laughs> like they'll throw someone up to do something yeah, yeah. I could see something like that happening oh I think if I remember correctly in the in the NBA rules it's uh you can't you can't um you can't actually push someone up but if someone were to step on you and use you as a as like a, a like a step, that's it's it's legal. Wow. So you so like if I were to stand still and then you kind of like jumped onto my shoulders and then you jumped off yourself, like that's doable. But I can't. You can't do the like you step on my hands and I I give you a boost yeah. up. It's more of you step on my leg that I'm going to put right yeah, here yeah, and yeah. jump off it. Yeah. So hey, who knows? <laughs> Let's see. I'd love to see that in games. Coach Gottlieb, there you go. The next, the next most inventive thing since the alley oop and the three point unless, shot. Unless you go to like uh, at a Clark Kerr, they have the basketball courts up there, surrounded by the steel cage type yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. And I off the steel cage. I jumped off of that thing. <laughs> I like parkoured my way into catching an alley oop once. It is one of the f- bright shining moments of my life. Of your basketball career, yeah, your street ball career. Hey, I outscored three teams on my own as a young middle school basketball <laughs> player. Church league basketball, man. Oh. Saint Sebastian's, we kick some ass. Oh. Of course, it's easy. when no when no one was cut, when everyone made the team. Yeah. Hey, I I dominated <laughs> the final score. Like, I mean, we only gave up like six and ten points in those games, but. Still, I scored 10 or 12. Oh, all right. All right, back to the point. Uh, we have some more uh, basket, basketball bas- questions. Actual more basketball questions. So another one comes from Felipe Lopez. He says, uh, what will or was more shocking, the Rab or Brown coming back or the Shane O'Mac comeback? I never expected Shane O'Mac to come back, so I kind of automatically got to say that, but... If Rob and Brown come back, then no, that's at least a good like. Ah, oh God, who can I compare this to? If this was two weeks ago, I'd say this is the most as a as a Cal fan probably the one of the most shocking things that happened yeah. as a Cal fan. But right now, 
it wouldn't be as shocking considering how the timeline has gone. Yeah, and just how we've seen. Yeah. Or what we've seen. It's a it's less than Shane O'Mac because I I didn't believe that was ever happening again. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like Dudley Boys last okay. summer. Yeah. When they came back, it was just out of nowhere and loud reaction, but it was believable. Yeah. Because they're wrestlers and not retired running companies in China. Just what Shane O'Mac was doing before he resigned and decided to come back for a little bit. Um, another basketball question comes from, um, actually, you know what? Based on that, uh, Evan sent us another question on on Twitter. It says, uh, "What are the odds that both Jalen and Ivan stay for another year?" At this, um, if you I'll if say you were 50, to, 50. if you were to put a number on, you would put say fifty fifty right now. Yeah. For me personally, after seeing that volleyball video, I would I. I was at 50-50 up until I saw that video. I'm now at like 70-30, they're saying. I'm a giant pessimist when it comes to these yeah, things. Yeah, so yeah, that's probably why. I'm going to keep it at 50-50. Yeah, I'm about 70-30. So yeah. there, there you have your odds. There you go. Don't, don't take, bet on that. Please don't. <laughs> um, and then the last question uh, comes from Adams again. Uh, what does men's basketball look like if Rab and Brown stay versus if they go? So let's look at our starting five if they were to stay. So if they were to stay, it would be like that stretch of games where... Uh, we had Ty out. Where Ty was out, basically, but no hope of him coming back at yeah. all. So Singer at the one. Singer at the point. Bird, Matthews. Or, I would No, s- not even Bird in the starting lineup with Brown and Rab, and then Rooks at the five. Yeah. Or then, Okoro, yeah. whichever one you prefer. Yeah, and then, of course... J-Matt, or J-Matt, J-Matt would come, come off, off the bench, bench with Rooks or Okoro or mm-hmm. whichever one's not in there. And then we have Don Coleman yep, who coming would, in. I think he'd, he'd... He'd be the backup point guard. Without he'd, a doubt. He'd play Singer's role. Mm-hmm. And then whoever else we manage to get in this class, whether it's the, a grad transfer or otherwise. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if we were to get Canyon Berry, there's your... There's your uh, backup, like, just... There's your three-guard rotation right yeah, there. Yeah, there's your combo guard. Uh-huh. And then for me... Um, I think Roman Davis plays his way yeah. into that second small forward role, um, or that second forward role between yeah, like being Jalen's backup. I think that's what yeah. it, that's what it comes down to, right? Um, and maybe Mute or Domingo works themselves into a more yeah foreseeable form. I mean, Mute worked himself pretty well towards towards uh, as I mean, the season he's a, went on. He's a great defensive player. He yeah. just needs an offensive game. Yeah, I mean. If you give him two shots from the corner to, mm-hmm. for threes, he's buried at least one yeah. um, every time. But, I mean, he's not a guy you want to be shooting like yeah. eight for threes um, in a game. So yeah. No, you don't want that. But no. if Brown and Rab leave, yeah. then obviously we got some holes to fill. <sighs> we got both Matthews and Bird back in the starting lineup. Maybe yeah. we get Kenyon Barry and we just go four out, one in with uh, Rooks in the middle. Is Jay Ryder head coach? We, Are we going the Villanova route? Can we, we start uh, <laughs> asking for tips and where he gets his suits made? Because those look fresh as hell. Um. I don't know what you do if we get the two-lane transfer, Ostkowski. I mean, he'd, he'd start your power forward yeah, spot. Yeah, he'd start at your power forward. I th- if that were the case, that's what we could offer him yeah. going forward, which would be nice. I think if that if that were the case, you take a gamble and you just start Roman Davis at the yeah. three. You start Roman Davis at the three, and you do that. You you basically just Im- input the Tulane guy as Ivan's spot, and you input Roman Davis as Jalen's spot, and you just bump everyone up. And one. you say, "Here you go, uh, go for it, kids, go for it." Let's see what happens. Spin the wheel of destiny. 
please don't get pee on my wallet. I mean, who knows? I mean, if that were the case, I mean, most likely we would we would be a consensus like maybe sixth or seventh pick in the Pac-12. Yeah, or um, lower. Or lower. Um, and maybe we pull off a, a USC or Washington type season where yeah. it just it just clicks. Granted, mm-hmm. granted, UC or uh, what's it? USC has some good talent. Yeah, and Washington and with Deontay Murray and Chris Deontay Murray. Yeah, but both those guys, guys are, are leaving. <laughs> but they do get a top fifteen shooting guard in Mark Markle Fultz. So why why is Romar so good at recruiting <laughs> these guys and doing nothing with them? <laughs> It, it's beyond belief. Sometimes they end up they end up being pretty good pros too. Yeah, I mean, they end up being pretty good pros, but in college they do nothing. No, no. Well, Isaiah Thomas destroyed us a couple times. Granted, but <laughs> they didn't do anything in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that would probably wrap it up for us today. Though. Yeah, that's that's the depth chart of what men's basketball would look like next year. I think. Yeah. I think the key part going into next year is. The biggest reason I think we just didn't have enough depth was that third forward role was so ambiguous. Yeah. Um, was it Roger? Was it? I mean, everyone thought it was Domingo, but that didn't work. That ship sank real quickly. Um, so if Roman Davis can become that guy, mm-hmm. then I'd, I'd say this team is. I mean, we won't be. We won't be as a height. You know, um, we probably won't go undefeated at home. Oh no. But the team will still be competitive to a certain degree. Mm. We won't be like Oregon State asking for walk-ons. Oh, hell no. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, if you're just a little asterisk as well, is if you're wondering why we're not going after so many recruits this season, it's because we don't have scholarships to give out. Yeah, we can't unless Jalen and Ivan say, oh, we're leaving. Even if, yeah, and even if that, even if that were the case— the guys that are in this year's recruiting class, most all of them have already committed yeah. and signed their letters of intent with schools, which is really weird to me. We've talked about this before, but this class in general just seems like they solidified they where they wanted to go early. Yeah, real early. Um, the only the only like ones that maybe was like maybe TJ Leaf after he decommitted from Arizona. Yeah. We were kind of in the mix for him, but we but, didn't have a scholarship no. to give him, and he decided to go to UCLA with Alonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that but next this upcoming recruiting class, so the 2017 class, that's going to be huge for us because mm-hmm. we're, we're filling J Matt spot, J Matt, Jabari, Sam Singer, Roger Mute. Mute. So we got four spots at the very least. Yeah, and that's if Ivan and Jalen stay, they'll probably won't, they'll probably one hundred percent go after their sophomore year. That's six scholarships we have to give out. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Well, granted, we already have two guys committed that yeah. year with, uh, with uh, Jamarl Baker and, and uh, Alan Hick- Alec Hickman. So technically four, still four. Okay. Uh, but yeah, next we'll, we'll have a lot more to talk about in terms of recruiting next year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that Guaranteed. pretty much wraps it up for us. Okay. Uh, we have nothing else to talk about. Yeah, we're going to go home and watch baseball probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my Angels don't play till seven tonight. Yeah, and same with the A's. Hopefully we actually beat the Cubs yeah, from what I, what I've seen of, uh, I don't know who the Angels have got starting tonight, but uh, Chris Bassett for the A's, he's got some great stuff. We got uh, Heaney. Heaney. Heaney okay. is playing for us today, but our we just need to get hit. We need to get people on base. Yeah, that that's kind of how baseball works. 
Like good old money ball approach. <laughs> Pretty much. Get get guys on base. That gives walks, you a chance no to score. No strikeouts. <laughs> Kevin Euclid, the Greek yes. god of walks. <laughs> it's one of the best written things from a Berkeley native, Michael Lewis. That's right. That's right. It's crazy to me to think that they actually had the the opening screening for that movie at Oakland Coliseum, and they Coliseum. filmed it all here yeah. too. Like it wasn't. Yeah. They didn't make a big deal out of it when they were filming it. It was, that was weird, right? I mean, because it's it's Brad Pitt for yeah. crying out loud, and the fact that not they a lot of people stayed in the Claremont actually. Yeah, and not a lot of people were like, "Oh, Brad Pitt's filming Moneyball in the area." Yeah, you know, like it wasn't. I, from what I remember, it was a big deal getting extra spots. My my uncle actually won a contest to be uh, like An pay, extra. a paid extra. Nice. And I think he got a line that got deleted out of the movie. <laughs> Which I still haven't seen, actually. It's sitting in my closet. I haven't seen it. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Who knows? Yeah. Either and that or watch The Force Awakens again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That came out. I yeah. need to get that. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, All that right. pretty much sums it up for us. Uh, you know how to get at us on Twitter, on f- not Facebook. I um, mean, Golden Blogs does have a fan page on Facebook. We do have a Facebook that page. you can like. And you can like our articles that we're writing And right subscribe. Now. And subscribe, Yeah. That would help. Yeah, uh, support us, man. So we can keep bringing you this every week for free. You know, some of the... Uh, this is just to end... Uh, we don't even have a Patreon page or anything. We're not even that big a money horse. No. But there's... there's uh, I don't know if you've looked at it, but on our Facebook page, like since you and I have both access to it, there's yeah. messages that come in from like people like direct messaging us on mm-hmm. Facebook, like Inbox. There's some weird messages that we get. We got yeah, one. Yeah, I try not to read them. Do you, have you seen the one from a random guy from the Bahamas uh, or from the Caribbean? He said he wants to trial for the team. I don't know what team he's he's referring to. I missed that one. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, that, was, that was the weirdest one I read, but uh, that's yeah. besides the point. Um, so you can get us out on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us at our website at CaliforniaGoldenBlogs.com. Um, and yeah. if you have any questions, email it to us at cgbbearcast at gmail.com. Or, we love getting emails. Or tweet at us some more. Please. I could use more followers. I'm on the road to 200. <laughs> I'm at 161 right now. Working on it, man. 221, I think I'm at right oh, now. Oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> We're I, thought wor- I, was, I thought I was doing good. The day, the day we quit this podcast will be the day that we have that blue check mark next to our name. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll be doing it for money. And, <laughs> and that, probably about more things, too. Yeah, yeah, so. at, yeah at that point. Uh, but that wraps it up for us. And, and of course, as always, Go Bears. Mm-hmm. Go Bears. You knew it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.